This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to Church for the Rest of Us. This is a podcast for you, and I think our listeners are really going to enjoy today's conversation on helping the Lone Ranger. I'm here with Pastor Watson Vasconcelos. Watson is a church planter who just recently launched Family Church in Portuguese, and if anybody on our team knows what it feels like to be a Lone Ranger, Watson knows what it feels like, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So Watson, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about your story? Sure, thank you. I'm Watson Vasconcelos, married. That's how I said it, Vasconcelos. Vasconcelos, married yes. to Mary. We've been, this month, we've been married for 22 years. Wow. We have a daughter, 16-year-old, Melissa, and we have a 7-year-old daughter, Bella. All right, so from 16 to 7, man, that's a pretty big gap. That's a difference, because we had Melissa, and we, we kind of stopped. Yeah. But we had Bella. But then you got started again. God has other plans. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Watson, you actually grew up where? I'm actually from Brazil. Okay. When I turned 18 years old, I moved to the United States because I come from a family that was divorced, my mom and my dad. Right. My mom was here, and she decided to bring me to live here as I turned 18 years old. Okay. And where did you move in the United States? To Pampano Beach. That's where the big Brazilian community lives. Right. That's where everybody that comes to Florida, they go to Pampano, Deerfield, that area. All right. So right here in South Florida. So Watson, tell me how you became a Christian. So how did you come to know Jesus? I grew up in a family that we consider ourselves Catholics, but we didn't go to church, right. so I was never at a church. They do that in America, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I moved here, I was working in construction as an 18-year-old, never been to church, and I was broken. My life was broken. My soul was broken, and I had a friend that was working with me, and he was one of those Christians that do invite people to go to church. <laughs> yeah, okay. He invited me to go to church, and for some time I said no. I had no interest, but I was broken. I needed something different, and one day he invited me, and I said, I would like to go, but I don't have a car, and he decided, you know what? I'm going to stop by your house, and I'm going to give you a ride to go to church. Wow. All right, so that happened. So he picks you up, and then what, what happens after that? It was a very different— It's different from the Catholic Church? It was very different from the Catholic Church. It was okay. a different experience. Okay. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know. I didn't understand the gospel, right. but I liked the atmosphere. At first, I thought the guy was trying to sell me something. <laughs> okay. Because I was living in a circumstance where I was surrounded by a, a circumstance that people, sometimes they did something for you because they wanted something from uh. you. So I was expecting he's going to try to sell me something. He's going to try to help me something, a timeshare or something. <laughs> and at the end of the service, he stopped at a restaurant and he right. bought me lunch. Wow. And he then said, you knew he wanted something. I said, he wants something. But he stopped at my house and say, if you want to go with me next Sunday, I'm going to come and I'm going to take you to church. Wow. So then did you go with them again? I did. Actually, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to this church. These people are awesome. I like the atmosphere, the right. songs, the music. And he, this guy started taking me and my wife to church wow. because we didn't have a car. We were just renting a room in somebody else's apartment. Yeah. We got baptized. I love the church. Wow. We could understand the gospel. 
we were baptized and we joined the group and we started growing in our faith. Wow. All right. So you became, now was this a Portuguese speaking church? It was a Portuguese speaking church right in there Boca in Raton. In Boca. Okay. So you guys became Christians. You get baptized. You start following the Lord and your family starts growing and all of that. So then you ended up coming to West Palm and you were doing a really cool job, I think. I don't know how much you can talk about it, but what, what was your job when we first met you? Sure. We moved to Palm Beach right. for a different lifestyle and I was working as a driver. Right. house manager to a wealthy person right. in the island of Palm Beach, someone that everybody knows. Yeah. And I was used to- But we to, cannot say. Uh, we better not talk about it. But I can only say that I was driving presidents, right. I was driving politicians, and I was hosting parties for a lot of people that we all know and we see on TV. Yeah. And so you're doing that. So then how did you get involved starting this group that you started working with? Sure. I moved to Palm Beach. There are no Brazilian churches here. Right. And Pastor, I speak three languages. Okay. But when I want to talk to well, God, what do you speak? I speak Portuguese, I speak Spanish, and I speak some English. <laughs> You're pretty good in English. I've no, I don't know about the rest of them. I can't understand. But when I want to talk to God, I speak in my own mother language yeah. because I can say in my language in Portuguese, I can say a phrase in fifteen different ways. Right. When I speak English. To say that phrase, I got to gather the words and put it together to make sure I express myself right. There are no Portuguese-speaking churches in the area. So I joined a large, nice church that we have in the area, right. and we joined that church, and we were going there for a couple of and years. And that's an English-speaking church. In our area, yes, it All is. Right. And so you start going there, and then what happens? How'd you get your group going? Because I was sitting there, and I start meeting other Brazilian people, Portuguese-speaking uh, people in that church, and... The conversation was, every time we met somebody else, they always said, I'm here because I love the child care. Right. I love the program. I don't speak any English. Right. I don't understand the message, <laughs> but I love the music and I love the programs and I love the child care. And that's how we started. We talk, my wife and I, and we say, you know what? We love this church. Let's worship here. Let's do our offerings here, right. Lord's Supper. But let's get these people Thursday nights, let's go to our house. I play a little bit of guitar. Yeah. Let's start a Bible study in Portuguese. Let's see what God has for us. So you started a Bible study in your house, and so it began to grow. Thursday night, we started. I can only tell you that I started having some problems with my homeowners association. <laughs> okay. Between kids and cars and people parking on the grass. In a year and a half, we grew to about 42 people. All right, so you have over 40 people. So then you connect back with the church you're attending. Say, hey, can we start a group on Sundays? And they say, we like the Bible study, but that's what we want. We want a small group, just Bible study. And what, what I found, Jimmy, was that as we got to my house, deeper conversations, I realized that these people that are going to the English-speaking services, they love the service, they love the music, the program, but they are not getting the message. Because they don't understand. They were not saved. Right. So two years, almost two years doing these Thursday nights in my home, we were able to preach the gospel, they were able to understand, and we baptized 19 people in about right. two years. So what happens is, and Watson, we've talked about this before, you basically, you're going to a church that you really like, that loved you, preached the gospel, but they have a small group strategy, and what you ended up with was a pretty big group. It was getting bigger and bigger. They tried to put me in a different day of the week, a different time frame, and people were just coming because it was Portuguese. It was not because my service or my yeah. teaching was better. It was the language. Yeah, because they could understand. And so you kind of outgrew what they were willing to do and turn a small group. So then you went to another church to try to partner, to try to find a place, because you're kind of in between. You're no longer like a Bible study anymore, but you're not quite a church. So you moved to another. And so you met there for how long? Uh, for a year. 
because I was trying to say, you know what? I'm, I'm not a pastor. I'm right. just preaching the gospel. Right. I'm just teaching the Bible. I'm not a pastor. But I have now these over 40 people following me, and I have a full-time job. Right. I'm doing this as a hobby on right. Sunday morning. I didn't realize that I had a calling in my life. And I rented a space that they had 80 chairs, yeah. and I used for a year. And this one year that I was there, we were able to reach more people, and we baptized another 11 people. Now the group is growing. I have about 80 people. I'm overwhelmed. I'm starting to realize that I think I am a pastor, and I couldn't do it by myself anymore. I was about to give up because working full-time, leading people to Christ, taking care of the needs of the church, I needed some help. Right. And so we had made friends, and you had made friends with our team and our pastors, and you're really good friends with uh, Pastor Da Silva because Pastor Da Silva is over our Spanish ministry, but his first language is Portuguese as well. He's from Brazil. And so you guys had a brotherhood because you're the Brazilian brothers. Yes, I had a conversation with him to see how he was doing because I met him when he was leading about 150 people. Right. And then I realized he's with Family Church and his church grew a lot and he grew spiritually and this, yeah. he has he's having this amazing experience with Family Church. So I reached out to him and said, look, I have eight people. I'm struggling. I'm about to stop. I can't do it by myself anymore. Right. And so then I tell you what I love about you, Watson, is you took a great leap of faith. You got together with your leadership. You got together and said, hey, if I quit my job and I join family church and I go into the family church residency and I work at this full time, would you guys financially step up and be a part of it? And some pretty incredible things happened at that point. Yes, because they really believed. They believed in me more than I believed in myself. Yeah, they say that's right. we were waiting for this for a long time, and I decided. I say, let me talk to Family Church because I know that I heard that Family Church was joining and helping other small churches, pastors there, uh, working by themselves. And I had a conversation, and Family Church, the pastors really helped me to realize that I was not doing a Bible study. Yeah, you really, you know, Watson, we can see it in you from day one, that the call of God is on you, the anointing of God is on you, and you're leading this congregation is very New Testament. You know, it kind of happened organically. You're a person with a passion for people in a place. And so you're after Portuguese-speaking people in Palm Beach County. There's not very many people doing that. So you became part of Family Church, and you started going through our residency. Now, tell me what that was like as a primary Portuguese speaker, but a very good English speaker in an English-speaking residency? It was. It's been a great experience because I was doing a Bible study. I was teaching the Bible, but I didn't study. I was not trained. And now I have this experience that I sit with a group of guys that love Jesus. We meet once a week. We read together. We study together. We're getting equipped to become better husbands, better fathers, yeah. and better preachers of the gospel. Right. And so you're starting to read theology books, and you're starting to learn about how to put sermons together. So it's a different experience than just on your own, because you are really under the power of God and the Spirit of God doing incredible work. But how does the residency helped you the most, do you think? It really helped me because when I was by myself, I can't tell you how many times it was Friday and I was still struggling. What am I going to teach this Sunday? Yeah, Between right. fixing microphones, running the church, programs, printing all this stuff by myself at the residency program and joining forces with Family Church. I have this amazing group of people right next to me helping me. And now the residency program helped me to read the Bible really getting the message together in a way that people can understand. And what I love about you, Watson, too, is you've put your team together. So now you guys meet at our Gardens campus. So you have your own facility and you run your own 
children's programming, your own music programming, all of that, and you do that on Sunday nights up in Palm Beach Gardens. Talk a little bit about how that's been in that facility. It's been great because now we don't have to worry about, are the chairs going to be enough? Do we have a seat? Did I pay the rent this month? It released me. It gave me the freedom to do what God called me to do. I'm not going to be worried about the programs. I have people that are helping me with that. I can reach the people so they can understand the gospel. Right. And then guys like uh, George Esternell, who, you know, his heart language is Spanish, but he's a children's pastor here in English. And so uh, George, like, helps train your team. Talk about how the training has been for your team, music, all that kind of stuff. It was an amazing, it was an amazing experience because I was doing church, as I said before, as a hobby. So we're dropping off before, we were dropping off the kids at the church for childcare. But now that we're becoming our own church, family church came along and childcare, like Pastor George, he came and he trained my people. So we have childcare. They came and trained the people to be first impressions team. So now we have groups. We're reaching other people. Actually, there are people coming from Boca Raton. They are driving 40 minutes Sunday nights to come to church. So I have two leaders that I train them. And now we have two groups, one on Thursday and one on Friday that go down to Boca Raton and meet with these people because there are great churches there. But people want to hear the gospel in their own language. Yeah, and I love that about you, Watson. So you actually have small groups in Portuguese now meeting 40 minutes away from where you meet on Sunday nights just so you can reach new groups of people for Christ. And that's really fantastic. Now, this past Sunday night, you had a very special service, right? So tell me what happened just Sunday night, just this week. It was a great Sunday night service. We had uh, three baptisms and people invite people that invited friends. So we had uh, over 150 people worshiping with us, people all the way from Pampano to Port St. Lucie, which is like two hours driving they all came to be with us to worship in Portuguese. Yeah, and you know, Watson, what I think is that you have so much potential meeting because of your heart, because the anointing of God on your life, but also because you are a person with a passion for Portuguese-speaking people in Palm Beach County, and we are so glad that you're a part of our team. Now, Watson, you've been ordained as a pastor at Family Church, and you and your family are very dear to us. And what I like about this story is you started out as a Lone Ranger, one with a passion and an anointing of God, and your ministry grew organically, and you really had no training. The fact that you could put all this together just by winging it is phenomenal. But what I like about what's happening at Family Church, and so many of our listeners are doing this as well, is being able to come alongside a brother who's fighting the good fight, but he's alone and finding a guy who's alone. And look, whether you do a strategic partnership like we've done at Become Family Church or not, you know, in the New Testament, Watson, strong churches take responsibility for new churches and struggling churches. And so larger and stronger churches take that responsibility. And I think Family Church, we work hard to be that kind of church in our community. And for our listeners, Watson, I think it's so crucial. And it doesn't have to require a merger or a strategic partnership or any of that. Watson, don't you think it's important for churches to find guys like yourself with the anointing and the fire of God on them who are just needing some brotherhood, who are just needing some love and some encouragement? Yes, you're right, because I was doing what God called me to do. I was doing the Bible studies. I was reaching people, but I could have never done it by myself. Just looking at this last service, this last Sunday, I have some pictures. I posted them. I feel so proud when I walk in the hallway and I see we had 
35 kids, yeah. 35 young kids, they're like running, pushing each other. I look around and I say, I can't believe before I met Family Church, I was about to give up on this ministry, on this yeah. calling in my life. I could have never done it without the help of Family Church. And here's, and here's here's a point for all of our listeners, whether you're in a big church, a small church, whether you're in a rural area, an urban area, if you live in the deep south, or if you live somewhere else, here, here's the thing. Every one of us has the opportunity and the responsibility to find a brother, to find another church in our community and see what our church can do to come alongside them. Let's not be alone. God didn't make us to walk with him as lone rangers, and God doesn't call pastors to pastor alone. Find some brothers. Find somebody who needs your help. Or if you're a guy who say, I'm struggling, I need help. Look, contact us at Family Church and see if there's a way we can help you. We want to connect you with some brothers in your area, in your neighborhood to help you become everything that God wants you to be. So here's the deal. Our goal is to take the gospel to every person in every neighborhood in South Florida. To do this, we're always looking for a person with a passion for a place or a people group. And God brought Watson to us. And we could not be more excited than to partner with him to reach the growing Portuguese-speaking population in South Florida. Again, there's so many ways that we can advance the gospel through partnerships like this. We would love to hear what you are doing at your church with the resources that you have in your neighborhood. And we want to come alongside those guys who are laboring alone. So chime in on our blog at familychurchnetwork.com. So until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us. I'm thrilled to announce that Sharper Conference is happening again in 2019. That'll be on Thursday, March the 7th, right here at the Family Church downtown in West Palm Beach, Florida. You can find out details at sharperconference.com. Hope you'll consider coming, bring in your team, and bring some friends. We cannot wait to connect with you at that event. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.